Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the As Told by Nomads podcast, where you'll learn how nomads, third culture kids, entrepreneurs, and leaders all over the world embrace their global identity and use their difference to make a difference. And now, having lived on four different continents, here's your host, Tyo Roxas. Hello, my friends. Hello, my friends all over the world. I don't know why I'm talking in that accent, but it is so great to be with you again. Before today's episode, I just wanted to update you on a few things. One is I am launching a YouTube show called Use Your Difference. Yep. Based on my mission statement, Use Your Difference to Make a Difference. I'm either doing that this week or next week. And um, I'm also working on an ebook on culture awareness. So, I know a lot of you have been asking for for me to do more things, whether it's in video format or writing format. So um, I yeah, just wanted to let you know that I've actually been working on some of these things for, for a while now. I'm actually putting all this into fruition and letting you know. The YouTube show will be based on just you know cultural concepts and different ways to become a better global citizen. To be uh, different tips will be shared on how to become more culturally aware. And it, you know, it's generally going to run from five to 10 minutes. If I do an interview, it might be 20 minutes max. But the, the idea is to, you know, continue to move on into this multimedia, uh, platform that I, that I'm building. And, um, I wanted to let you know, I will, of course, let you know when it launches. But in the meantime, if you're bored and you just kind of, you can't wait, you want to just know what's going on, you can always subscribe to the YouTube channel. It's my name, Ty Roxon. Um, it's a new beast that I'm trying to conquer, but um, I'm excited. I'm excited to start this adventure. So, that being said, continue to send me your thoughts. I get a lot of emails from you all, and I, you know, I, I get to as many as I can, and I'm always, uh, I'm always very curious about the stories that you have, you know, whether you ran into some cultural faux pas or something like that. So please keep them coming, and remember, I'm always here at Ty Roxon. You can Google me, Ty Roxon. And I guarantee you that I'm the only one with those combination of names. So, um, that being said, let's listen to Yuri Elkheim. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads. Today's episode is with Yuri Elkheim. 
Now, over the past 10 years, Yuri has been building an impressive multiple seven-figure business that has served over 500,000 people in health and fitness community. So over 500,000 people, that's, that's, half a, that's half a million people. And now he's pulling back the curtain to share his business and marketing secrets with other heart-centered entrepreneurs to help them build an online business around their passion. And that's exactly what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about how to build that heart-centered business and how to turn your passions into a thriving online business. Welcome to the show, Yuri. Thanks for being here. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I can't even speak. It's too early in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is early in the morning, and this is the commitment we have to you, uh, you listeners here. But I mean, I've, I've got to say, you've been on um, a few of my favorite podcasts, you know, uh, School of Greatness, Entrepreneur on Fire. Uh, even I love marketing. I, I've listened to a few of those episodes. How, you know, how has it been for you uh, sharing your story? What's that journey been like? Well, it's been fun. I, I think, you know, my, I think all of our stories is, is, is our real unique advantage, right? Like the fact that we have a story to share is, is what separates us from everyone else. And, um, you know, I guess my story was fairly unique in the sense that I lost all of my hair when I was 17 in the space of six weeks to an autoimmune condition. So that kind of like catapulted me down this journey of health and wanted to figure that out for myself, then wanted to obviously take what I learned to help a lot of other people on this planet. And, you know, instead of like feeling sorry for myself and be like, oh my God, I'm a victim. I just kind of use that to be like, listen, this, there's a reason this happened. And I'm grateful that it's only hair, not something, you know, more devastating. And it really allowed me to use that story to touch a lot of people's lives. So it's been, um, it's been great. And from the business perspective, I mean, I've had an online business now for 10 years and the first several years were a big struggle. So when I kind of figured things out, um, I, I, again, I felt I needed to get my business to a point where I felt comfortable in the sense of like, I've done this now I can kind of teach others. And again, it's just a lot of mistakes and helping people overcome those mistakes and pitfalls and, and really accelerating their success without all the overwhelm and frustration and, um, a lot of the stuff that I dealt with. So it's been good. Oh, yeah, I love that story because, you know, the mission statement that, that I live by and, and one that this is based on is is basically use your difference to make a difference. And I, yeah. you know, I, I can imagine, you know, losing your hair at 17. That's that's significantly different. Um, and you use that to make a difference. That that's mm -hmm. that's, you know, I usually ask that at the end of the interviews, but that's a perfect example of how you turn something uh, that could have been. You know, could have easily been seen as, uh, you know, devastating. You're 17, you're, you know, you're about to get into college and, you know, you lose your hair. And then now it's, you know, now you're, you're basically, you know, like Dwayne Johnson and, and Vin Diesel and all the, all these superheroes right. here. <laughs> we, we actually have a uh, closed, behind closed doors club for bald men. Oh, no. wow. No, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> would be, it would be cool if there was one, right? It would like... be cool. It would be cool. Yeah. So going on to your story, you, you, you shared with me early on before we, uh, before we started the recording, your background. You said you, you know, you're half uh, Moroccan and you're just half Canadian? Half Danish. Born Danish. in Canada. Wow. Yeah. Half Danish, half, American, uh, half uh, Moroccan, and then you're in Canada. Mm -hmm. and, and, and how did you feel like that played a role into your entrepreneurship background? Um, well, I, I think, so my dad was an entrepreneur from, well, for, for my whole life. So I, this all, kind of all I knew of him. Um, I learned a lot of, he was actually a good role model of how not to build a business because <laughs> he works, uh, he had, um, he was a very prominent figure in, in the retail space in Canada and he brought brands over to Canada, like Ralph Lauren and Hugo Boss and stuff. And 
he had his own store um, after you know being a, a buyer in that space, and I, I saw him work seven days a week, like morning till night, and I saw the type of toll that took on his health and his uh, his mood and and just you know uh, all that stuff. So I was like, okay, well, I, I don't necessarily want to do what he's doing. So there's a lot of like negative lessons that were actually good for me to learn from that. Um, and my mom worked in corporate America. She worked for Exxon or Imperial Oil in Canada. So I saw her work for the man and it's kind of like, you know, trade away 30 plus years of her life for the, uh, you know, the golden keychain. And I'm like, I'm definitely not going to pursue that. So that was, I had some really interesting contrast between the two of them. And I think like my dad being from Morocco, I know a lot of people, I've, I've met a lot of people from like Northern Africa over, over the years. And there's like, you know, if you historically like Morocco, Tunisia, like those, those countries are very well known for like their marketplaces, right? Like you go to the market, you get these spices and all the vendors are out there. And the culture is very much a culture of bargaining and negotiation. So, you know, whether they're, they're negotiating for spice or, or you know, different things like that, it's like, oh, they're always making deals, right? And I think, I don't know if that's, I mean, part of, it's probably in my bloodline somewhere, but I, I think that maybe, you know, maybe, you know, maybe as part of it, but it's, um, it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I love the fact that I'm an entrepreneur. I would, you know, rather, um, you know, walk on glass than work for somebody else. And <laughs> that's pretty strong. <laughs> it is. It honestly is like, I've, I've had a lot of jobs in the past and I needed those to realize how much I hated to do that stuff. Because if you're not building your own dream, you're building somebody else's. And, you know, I don't like being told, hey, you should tuck your shirt in because, you know, or you should wear this. I'm like, you know, screw you. I mean, that has no bearing on my ability to contribute to this world. Right. So anyways, I I mean, not everyone agrees with that, but I think we're speaking to people who kind of get it. No, absolutely. And that's who the listeners of the show are. So let's talk about that. You you hit on passion. Mm -hmm. Why are passion and expertise alone not enough? Yeah, I think, um, well, I'll use the example from the health and fitness space because that's where I've, you know, I've been, you know, working for 20 years now, uh, 10 of them online. A lot of people, there's a lot of personal trainers, there's a lot of dietitians, there's a lot of nutritionists, there's a lot of naturopathic doctors, there's a lot of health coaches. They're all passionate about health. They all have an expertise, right? There's a lot of people that are really good at helping you lose weight. There's a lot of great trainers who are, you know, amazing at helping you get in great shape. So if that's your platform, to launch a business, like good luck, right? And and I think like what what you said was amazing. Like use your difference to make a difference. Yep. I think that's such a great line because it's so true. Thank you so much. You have to like there's there's I think there's two really big elements to to doing well online, or really kind of in any business, um, and using your difference is part of your positioning, right? How do you position yourself differently than everybody else who's out there? And that's really important because. I think a lot of times people want to start a business or they want to start a YouTube channel or they want to write a book or whatever it is. And they're thinking, well, why would anyone listen to me? Right? Like I'm no different than the next person. Uh, but you are, right? You have a story. You have um, some element of you that is going to connect with a certain segment of that same audience who could have <clears throat> may have been served by somebody else, but they're going to connect with you for whatever reason. Maybe it's the way you look. Maybe it's your story. Maybe it's the way you talk. Maybe it's the way you teach stuff. You really have to use that or first of all, identify what that is and really harness that to the best of your ability. Um, With that, the second most important thing is really, really being like 
infused into your marketplace, like understanding who it is you want to serve and getting to know them like your best friend. You have to know what keeps them up at night. You have to know what their struggles are. You have to know what their pain points are and what's the language that they're using. And for instance, online, there's so many great ways to do this. You can use like Reddit forums or I love like Facebook groups are amazing just to kind of get a sense of how people are talking about certain certain topics. Um, You can look at Amazon reviews for the way people discuss books um, on the topics related to your stuff. And that's really important because I see so many times um, the the entrepreneurs that I've worked with, they're like, you know, I have this amazing idea and I'm like, stop, it doesn't matter, right? I'll just give you a perfect example, actually. Um, One of the people in our healthpreneur community, he was asking about doing this launch. And I said, okay, well, cool. Can you tell me more about the product? <laughs> and he said, it's a, it's a health and fitness product. It's 12-week health and fitness products. And I was like, okay, um, who is it for? What's the big idea? And what's the tangible result you're promising people? And he's like, shit, you asked some really good questions. I'm not too sure. So he came back after a bit and he's like, well, it's, it's kind of for everybody, and I was like, okay, that's, that's not the good answer. And then he started going on about, you know, it's for people who care about their health and they want to live a life of vitality. And I'm like, everybody says they want that. That's a very broad market. That's a very tough promise to make to people. You have to go very narrow and niche and go deep on one specific topic or promise. And so I, I kind of sent him back to the drawing board. And I'm like, listen, I, I'm, I've gone down that path of, of spending a thousand hours developing a course that I thought people wanted. And it was a very tough sell afterwards because it was very general. I was selling education to people who I thought wanted to learn about health. And I'm like, listen, um, that's a very tough sell. So I'm going to stop you right now before you go down that path and waste your time and, and are frustrated. You have to really know what is the major pain point of the people you want to serve. And first and foremost, like identify who is that segment of the market that you want to be a hero to. Right. Don't say everybody. Right. At least narrow it to like men or women. Right. Let's just start there. And then maybe it's men who are over 40 years old who, you know, are trying to feel like they did in their 20s. Really, you know, just really go narrow and figure out who it is you want to be a hero to and, and really get immersed in that market to figure out what their pain points are and then solve them. And that with your difference are very important to helping you succeed. Uh, that's that's brilliant, and you're so right. And I've, you know, I'm in my 20s, but I've been always entrepreneurial. And one of the first mistakes that I made was that exact course example you did. I spent so many hours developing this course because I thought, goodness, this is amazing. I'm going to get all these people to have this uh, great expertise, and I'm going to turn it into like this online school. And when I launched it, it, it was like bagel zero yeah. <laughs> subscribers and i was like come on man look at this this is all all these amazing people in one place and you all are not gonna not gonna buy this and what i didn't realize was that that wasn't i wasn't actually solving any problem i yeah. assumed that that's what they wanted and mm-hmm. i didn't even know who my audience was going to be i just sort of created the audience and said this is what you know my generation needs so you're gonna love it and you know and, and it was it was something that stuck with me um till now i mean you really got to know who you're serving okay so I want to talk about your unique method. You have a unique method that you can create to stand out in mm-hmm. a crowded marketplace. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So um, first and foremost, we want to look at, I think I kind of alluded to, to a couple of points in, in the previous um, few minutes. But the, first and foremost, I have this kind of formula that, that I call the four W's. 
Right? So the four W's are who, what, where, and what. So who is who do you want to who do you want to serve? Right? Who do you want to be a hero to? Who do you want to help? The what is what is their major pain point or something they're very um, they, they desire. So you can, uh, there's two types of markets. There's kind of like the problem solution market where, okay, I want to lose weight. That's a problem. Here's a solution. And then there's kind of the enthusiast market, like golfers, right? Where they'll just buy everything because they want to, right? So there's kind of that enthusiast market. So figure out what is a pain point or something they really desire. Then you want to figure out the where. So where are they hanging out? Like which Facebook groups are they a part of? What books are they reading? What apparel do they buy? What brands do they follow? Which magazines or books do they read? And you want to start, again, immersing yourself in these different areas to really figure out what the discussions are, what the pain points are, what the language is. And then fourth is the second what, which is now that you know this stuff, you've done your kind of recon, what is something you can provide for them for free? So what is, let's say you're the major pain points in your marketplace um, is... Let's just use the example of moms who just had kids. They want to lose, um, or they will kind of—they just you know—they want to get more active again, even though their kids are at home. So, figure. Let's just say that that's the, that's the big problem. Maybe the solution that you can give away for free in the form of like a free lead magnet or the, a free video or something to give away for free in exchange for an email address, as an example, um, might be here's a quick five-minute routine that you can do with your baby at home to keep you in shape and to lose that baby weight, right? So something like really, really specific. And so that's kind of the four W's. Now from, from a standing, uh, that alone will help you stand out because your audience is reading this or they're perceiving this message as like, wow, this person actually gets me, right? They, they kind of get what I'm going through. And that's actually the most important thing. People don't really care about you. Mm. What they do care about is the fact that you understand them. So that's, that's really important from just from a positioning standpoint. And then from a, from a positioning standpoint for yourself is you want to be super clear on what your value proposition is. So my value proposition in the health space is that I make health and fit simple again. And it took me a long time to really get get clear on that because I do a lot of things, right? You know, I help people have a lot more energy. I help them lose fat. I help them get in great shape. But at the kind of the root of all that stuff is I help reduce complexity and overwhelm in people's lives. And whether that's on the business side or on the health side, it's actually very similar. But in, in, in health, there's so much information and so many people are confused because there's, you know, one person says this, the next person says the complete opposite. And so what I do is I make... I kind of like cut through all the clutter and I just make things simple for people to understand. So they have, um, they can live, uh, with a little bit more kind of clarity and confidence to go through their life. So, you know, if you look at, I think a good example of value proposition is basically what, what is the benefit you're providing your marketplace, right? And if you want to look at some good examples, look at any of the apps. I, I think I'm not a huge fan of Silicon Valley type of businesses, but I think what they've done well is, they state a value proposition very clearly. So if you go to the websites like Uber or um, Dropbox or any of those, you know, a lot of the technologies that we use nowadays, right? That one sentence on their homepage is the value proposition, right? Mm. And that is when you land on the website, you see that and it's like, okay, I know what this is all about. And more, more importantly, this can benefit me or I don't care about this, right? And that's what a value proposition is, is it's, it's, it's what you do in relation to how it benefits 
the customer or the prospective customer. And you need to make that very, very clear. And that becomes kind of the, the foundation of all your communication because that's what you want to share when you're doing your YouTube videos, when you're putting out your content, when you're creating your website, when you're sharing your message, when you're on stage, when people introduce you. This is the person who is known for X, right? Your value proposition. And then um, that's where it starts. So the four W's combined with that value proposition are really important to really stand out. So people know, okay, this is how you're different from the next person next door. Wow, no, I love it. And to, to your point about the free thing, I was on your site earlier today and you have a health quiz, a free health quiz. And, and that's mm-hmm. something. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. And it calculates... Uh, basically, you know, how healthy you are or how on, on track you are or not. And that's that's just that thing that you're saying. You understand your audience. They came there to have better, you know, to be to be healthier. And then you're giving yeah. them this free product. So definitely, definitely, um, you know, you're definitely someone that's li- uh, living by that. But the other thing that people always come up with with online business is that I've got to create this online business so I can get some passive income. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, passive, I just want to have that extra <clears throat> 50 to Twenty million dollars, or I don't know, six figure, whatever salary a month. Why? Why do you think there's no such thing as passive income? Well, I don't think people want passive income. They want predictable income because I think the stock market is an example of passive income. But it could actually, you could invest a thousand dollars or a million dollars, and that's passive in terms of what happens to that. But unfortunately, that money could evaporate. Sure. So that would be a, a passive investment that just goes south. I think we want predictable income. So we want to be able to, as an example, invest in the stock market and predictably know that every single month your money is going to increase. So that's, I think, the, the little nuance, uh, the way I see it, at least with, uh, with online businesses, is that passive is the idea that you set something up and you never do anything for it again. And you can do that. But again, that's, I would say that's predictable income. But the key is like, you know, don't come online or don't start a business of any kind believing that you know, you can just put up a website and sell a product or hopefully just, you know, sell a product and then you don't do anything because the reality is that it's like a spaceship, you know, or a space shuttle leaving the earth. There's a concerted effort initially, right? Like you have to put in the time to figure this out. You have to create an amazing product that people will love. That's really going to help them. You have to figure out the marketing. You have to figure out the angle. You have to figure out the big idea that's actually going to get people to buy it. And then, Right when the spaceship is actually leaving the Earth's atmosphere, and then it you know gets into orbit, and then it's like then it's kind of autopilot, right around uh, as it circles the Earth, and that's the same thing with the products. And the key is, you know, you have to really spend the time educating yourself and applying what you learn when it comes specifically to marketing, right? And marketing for me is really education. That it's 
when I, for me, there's no difference between teaching and selling. When I teach somebody, I teach them in a way where they just naturally are like, oh my God, I want to learn more about this, right? I see the need for this. And that naturally reduces the resistance to any kind of ensuing sale, right? As opposed to just landing on a sales page and being like, buy this, right? So you have to really become a student of marketing. You have obviously have to know your content, your material, but you have to understand that if you can figure out a way to predictably turn, for instance, $1 of advertising into $2 of revenue, that's the magic, right? That's where you can kind of step away from what you're doing and have predictable income. Because if you can turn $1 into two or $1 into five, that's the ultimate business. Because now you can, you know, buy Facebook ads, Google ads, YouTube ads, drive them to whatever funnel you have and you know predictably that that's going to turn into a profit it's true and that's that's as close as you're going to get to passive income but again that doesn't happen overnight it takes time it takes diligence it takes work and uh, you just have to keep you know tweaking optimizing and and getting feedback from the marketplace yeah and and it goes to your point you also have to go narrow and deep i know that's something you you firmly believe in um okay so i'm loving you know basically going through the mindsets uh of, of building a successful online business here. People have always said content is king, but you think that it, people should take it to the next level and say that great content is king and they should focus on that quality. Have you noticed that yeah. there's a lot of fluff out there? Well, there, there used to be, and I was, I was one of the fluffers. So like back <laughs> in the day, you know, uh, probably when you were still in your stroller, maybe, I don't even oh, know. Uh, <laughs> you got it. You really, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, I remember, uh, probably like eight years ago, there was the whole thing back then was when it came to SEO, it's like, you know, just put out lots of content, you know, 250 words. Then you set up all these different like mini sites and you link them together. And we did all this stuff. Like it was a, a huge amount of work. And then Google made an algorithm change to basically say, hey, listen, this is garbage. Uh, we're going to shut it down. So all of a sudden, all this work that we had done, not that it was really that valuable in terms of the results it was producing, it was kind of shut down. So it was a lot of wasted time, wasted energy, and just the wrong thing to focus on. Uh, nowadays, like understand that Google <clears throat> is trying to be a, pretty much a human Right, so if you're creating content that humans are going to love and thus share, then Google will love and share that as well. So if you want your video, your article, your website to rank higher, make amazing content. And I have an acronym I use called Epic. So I, I actually add a K at the end, and I'll tell you what that is in a second. So Epic is basically we break it down. The E is educational and entertaining. Right. So listen, you don't have to be like a comedian, right? But like, just don't be boring, right? Like present your stuff (laughs) with some type of enthusiasm or energy. Actually, those are all E's as well, which is good. So educational and entertaining. So people are tuning in. They're like, again, this is why I love video, right? Because video, you can really get this kind of charisma across. So that's the E. The I is insightful. So what makes your top 10 ways to lose weight different than everybody else's top 10 ways to lose weight? And that's your insight, which comes back to your experience, your difference, your story from which you've learned and that you have perspective and stuff to share. The P is proof. Um, We know that content that, and I should say that the content should be a little bit longer. So if you're writing content, you know, 
upwards of 1,500 to 2,000 words is ideal. You want to be basically just the, the article on the topic, right? Don't just like skim the surface. Um, but you want to include proof. Proof is very important. If you're saying stuff, back it up with research, back it up with facts, back it up with statistics. It, it just legitimizes you so much more. And it's, uh, it's been shown that if you include proof, statistics, and so forth, it actually gets shared much more because people see it as a, a reputable source. So that's the P. Um, sorry, I think I went backwards. So that I went I before P. But anyways, we get it. Um, the C is make it clear. Make it clear and have a call to action. So don't confuse people. Don't overwhelm them. Take your expertise. Take that topic. Clarify it. Make it simple for people to understand. And then lead them into a call to action. Subscribe to my videos. Click here to go to my website. Click here to opt in for this. Whatever it might be. Okay, make a very clear call to action. And then the K, again, I'm spelling epic a little bit differently, is add a little bit of Kool-Aid. So this is something I call Kool-Aid content, which is basically, you know, we'd say, listen, you know, these people have all been drinking the Kool-Aid, right? You want your tribe to be drinking your Kool-Aid. And by Kool-Aid, I mean, you want to be infusing your personality, your opinion, your tribe building um, tactics, which basically means like, I stand for this, I stand against that. These people are crazy. We're not crazy. We're different. Again, let's just use the example of entrepreneurs. I firmly believe that uh, I have a very strong stance against working for a corporation or working in a job, right? So when I'm communicating my message via video or, or writing, I use that positioning to polarize people in a way that people who want to listen and kind of they're like, yes, I, I, yeah, this guy gets it. I want to be part of this. That's Kool-Aid. They're drinking my Kool-Aid. I'm kind of indoctrinating them into my mission, my vision, and, and, and really bringing them or repelling them into my tribe. So that's the Kool-Aid component to the EPIC acronym. Nice. No, I love it. Um, I love a- acronyms. So I'm all about that. So be EPIC. And then you obviously yep. you had the K, which is, which is uh, a nice way to... to that's, how we, that's how we spell it in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you, made it, you raised the point about Google being more human. One of the, the things that people used to fuss about was the SEO because they wanted to increase their traffic. Uh, do mm-hmm. you have any strategic ways or, I mean, I know you mentioned that you could, you know, include proof as a way to get people to share. Are there lead magnets or, I mean, things that people can actually do to improve their opt-in rates? Yeah, sure. I mean, there's, you can go down the rabbit hole with SEO. It, it can become a little bit technical, but I think if we keep it uh, pretty simple, I'll talk about two things. First of all, identify a keyword phrase that people are searching for. So you can do that in uh, Google Keyword Planner uh, as a free tool. Just type it in online. And let's just say that um, one of the keyword phrases is how to lose weights after giving birth, right? That's a long tail keyword. That's a long phrase. That's a good phrase to go after because if you just put in lose weight, that's the good luck competing for that, right? And that's a very broad term. How to lose weight after giving birth is a very long tail keyword. There's going to be fewer searches But the psychology behind that is that somebody is actively looking for a solution, right? So the psychology of that keyword phrase is very different than lose weight. So go after a longer tail keyword phrase. And assuming there's a a decent amount of search for it, let's just say over, let's say, 300 searches a month as an example, um, there's going to be less competition than if you went after like weight loss or lose weight, okay? So use Google Keyword Planner to find a keyword phrase and assuming that you're obviously an expert on that topic, you can go after that. Now, the title of your video blog post 
would want to include that keyword phrase and then you would want to make it so that it's enticing to click on. So they're not just going to say, I mean, you could just say how to lose weight after giving birth or you could phrase it like how to lose weight after giving birth in brackets, seven things no one else has told you, right? So now when you're going through Google, it's like, whoa, this is this stands out from maybe the other search results because you've added a little bit of curiosity to that subject line. So the keyword phrase is important. Okay, that's how you're going to get found because people are typing this stuff into Google. The uh, the second thing from an SEO perspective is obviously when you're you know in the content itself, you want to include that phrase or stuff related to that topic. So you're telling Google this is what it's all about, right? Now the most important thing when when it comes to SEO, assuming your content is lengthy, it's rich, it's great, is backlinks. That's still the most important thing. <clears throat> So what this means, uh, Google sees backlinks as a vote of confidence in your stuff, right? It's like, you know, you go to a restaurant and the restaurant has a lineup around the block. Right. That's a vote of confidence that the restaurant's good. If you go to a restaurant and the guy's outside trying to beg you to come in, you're going to run away from that restaurant. So it's the same thing with, with your online business is that if people are sharing it or they're like, oh, my God, this is so good. They're linking to it from their website or their social accounts then that is a signal to Google that this stuff is legit and people are really enjoying this. So you can actively seek out backlinks by contacting other websites and getting guest posts and, and uh, trying to include your stuff in maybe a roundup post or having uh, you interviewed on their podcast or in an interview series or whatever it is as a way of getting backlinks to your content, to, again, to let Google know this stuff is awesome. And it's really, uh, again, at, at a... To make things simple, it really is a combination of the right keyword phrase and lots of backlinks. So that's SEO in a nutshell. Wow. Yeah. No. I, I mean, uh, that, that backlinks point is uh, is definitely it's an underused thing. I've I've heard it for years and I haven't used it as much as I should. So thank you for reminding me about that. Absolutely. And, yeah. I, I mean, we're going to wrap up soon, but the the thing that I I wanted to really um, talk to you about was actually were two things. You have the one skill you must develop to you know, for online success, but this is the funniest one. You said, why following the gurus might be a big mistake. Yeah. I know there are a lot yeah. of gurus, man. I'm on Twitter. I'm everywhere. Everybody is a guru. So <laughs> why is this such a, why might it be a big mistake? Okay. So this is something that I realized after being part of my first mastermind uh, and working with a coach, which was great. Um, I got to the point though, where I recognized that their model of teaching was very one-dimensional, which was essentially in order to make money online, you have to create a product and it could take you two days. It doesn't have to be anything special. Just, you know, whip it together and then get a lot of affiliates and play that game. And that was, that's their methodology. So not everybody resonates with that. Some people don't feel comfortable living in that affiliate world and I certainly don't like it that much. I mean, we do have a lot of strategic partners that we um, that have definitely helped our business and we've helped theirs, and, and that's great. I just find that a lot of people that start to drink the same Kool-Aid of you have to get affiliate partners and promote their stuff, they promote yours, it, it takes you down a little bit of a, a never-ending spiral because it's kind of tough to get out of that because your business kind of depends on other people promoting your stuff because you actually haven't taken the time to, like, you know, acquire your own customers through like paid advertising or, or SEO and stuff like that. Right. So again, but that's my perspective, right? So again, 
don't follow a specific course of action. Look at the quote unquote gurus as who is somebody that I relate to? Who can I resonate with? Who, who shares the same core values as I do? And if people are saying like, if someone says this is the only way to build a business, you should probably run away because the reality is like, there's no one way to fly from LA to New York. There's millions of possible routes to fly from LA to New York. What you have to do is you have to align yourself with the right routes for you. So for somebody, Twitter might be their business model, right? For somebody else, it might be Instagram. For somebody else, it might be SEO, YouTube. It doesn't have to be just one. Uh, you don't have to just have one thing for your business, but you have to find something that feels just like in your gut, feels right to you that you can jump on board with. And obviously, this guru should have success, in that specific area. Yeah. I can't stand when people teach what they haven't personally done. Yeah. And that's one of my biggest pet peeves. And that's why I was very reluctant to get into the sharing how to build a business until my business was at a point where I was like, I can take the stuff we're actually doing in my business like currently and show you what's working. So you can actually do it yourself. I'm not going to teach stuff that I've never done. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people who do that. They take a course and then they're like, I'm going to teach you how to make money online. I'm going to teach you how to launch a product. Well, you took a course on how to launch a product. You actually never launched a product. So be very conscious of that because, um, yeah, I think that's just really important. So align with someone who who feels right to you, who's actually living and doing the stuff that they're teaching. And, um, yeah, that's that's probably two of the biggest biggest things. No, that's uh, that's major key. Um, And um, to wrap this up, in a nice bow. Why don't you tell us the one skill that one must develop to build or develop an online success stream? Yeah, I think the number one skill is the ability to influence others. Now, I say that in a very positive way. I'm not saying like, you know, uh, you're not going to hypnotize people and do, you know, crazy stuff. You're not? No, no. (laughs) However, you can use language in a way that is more hypnotic. And, And basically what this comes down to is if you're writing study copywriting, right? Become better at writing subject lines that compel people to click on them or open your emails. If you're doing video, communicate in a way that is influential, right? Give great content, have a call to action. Oh, you know, use open loops, use curiosity. These are all things that you really want to study to become a more effective communicator to lead people down a path that's in their best interest. All right, all right. No, yeah. I mean that's it's dope. It's dope. Is, is that, yeah, is that, can you hear my? Can you hear my kids? Oh my god! I can hear you, maniacs. Is that your, is that your oh daughter? Oh my god! Now I've got three boys. They're crazy. You've got three boys. No, I love it. This is this, this yeah. is authentic at its best. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna um, wrap this up uh, quickly so you can get back to the three boys. But um, I usually the question I usually ask my my listeners at the end of the show is what I initially start off with is how they use their difference to make a difference. I'm very curious. I know you've touched on it throughout the interview, but if you could wrap it up or say it in a sentence or a declaration, what is it that you do to use your difference to make a difference? Yeah, so I've shared kind of like the health side of things. I'll share the business side of things. So I realized that my ability to provide frameworks and thinking tools to simplify people's lives when it comes to business is what I'm very good at doing. So thinking is our most important activity as an entrepreneur. 
And thinking for a lot of us can take a long time. So I provide tools and frameworks to help you think through something very strategically and a lot uh, with a lot less time involved to lead to a better outcome. And so that's what I really help a lot of the entrepreneurs that I work with do uh, much more effectively. No, I love it. I love it. You've got the business side and the fitness side, and it's all connected to helping people be the best versions of themselves. So yeah, love it. Where can people find you, Yuri? Um, yeah, on the business side, if they're a health or fitness professional who wants to build a, a thriving online business, they can join us at healthpreneurgroup.com. And if they're interested in health, fitness, nutrition, they can check out our blog at yurielkaim.com. So that's spelled Y-U-R-I-E-L-K-A-I-M.com. And then I'm on YouTube. I've got like 800 videos on YouTube. So um, there's, there's, there's a little bit of stuff there if you want. All right. Well, as always, all this will be in the show notes. And I just want to thank you, Yuri, again for coming on the show. It's been truly an honor. And I've been educated. I'm sure the people listening have been educated as well. But you learned how to turn your passion and expertise into a thriving online business and how to have a mindset shift to, to build that successful online business. So thank you so much. And uh, I'll let you get back to your boys now. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, man. Pleasure's mine. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to use your difference to make a difference, as well as for show notes, head over to www.uidmag.com. Till next time, go out and make an impact in your world. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.